Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV related news. It's February 23rd, 2018. I'm Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hi. What's coming to theaters this weekend? Annihilation. A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply. Based on Jeff Vandermeer's best-selling Southern Reach trilogy, Annihilation stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Tuva Novotny, and Oscar Isaac. Sorry, Tuva. It was written and directed by Alex Garland, Ex Machina, 28 Days Later. This looks really good. Right now, it's at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. This looks really good. I really want to see this. I loved Ex Machina and this looks really interesting. I really don't understand what it's about yet, but uh, because the trailer is very vague and but it looks intense and good. So this is only being released in theaters in the US, Canada and China and the international rights were sold off to Netflix because Paramount had a test screening over the summer and it didn't do very well and I guess they lost confidence and they wanted uh, I guess they wanted some rewrites done but the producer had final uh, cut on it mm. so they refused I think they probably made a mistake with this film I mean test screenings have been totally wrong in the past like I, I don't know if they're not testing it with enough people or the they're only getting a certain kind of people but they've definitely been way off and uh it looks like this is another case of that although we'll have to see how the audience reacts to it i mean the critics like it you're right that doesn't mean the audience is gonna like it but i think they will <laughs> from what it looks like to me i don't know all right we'll probably see this right yeah i had read that about that they sold the international rights to Netflix when I was reading about the uh, Cloverfield Paradox. But the writer of that article thought they made a mistake with that one too. Not with the Cloverfield Paradox, but with this movie. Also out in wide release this week, Game Night. This film stars Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams and follows a group of friends whose game night turns into a murder mystery. It's directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. So this one also has pretty good reviews so far. It's at 84% with 82 reviews, 69 fresh, 13 rotten. So this yeah. might be this might be another good one. I mean, that looks good. Uh, it looked really funny. The trailer looked really funny. You know, dark kind yeah. of humor and um, it's got a really good cast. I love Kyle Chandler. I love it when he does serious things. I love it when he does comedy. Uh, Jason Bateman too. Yeah. Um, so it's also yeah. got jesse plemons that's i'm torn because i want to see both of these movies maybe we'll have to see both <laughs> also out in limited release actually there were a lot of movies this week but i picked the three that looked the most interesting to me um the first one is every day a shy teenager falls for someone who transforms into another person every day i mean it looks a little cheesy a little teenagery like kind of twilighty but you know it, it might be cute it is at 58 percent on tomato meter though so that's not great also out in limited release beast of burden sean haggerty only has an hour to deliver his illegal cargo an hour to reassure a drug cartel, a hitman, and the DEA that nothing is wrong. An hour to make sure his wife survives. 
and he must do it all from the cockpit of his Cessna. Yeah, this was a little weird seeing um, Daniel Radcliffe play kind of a action-y type role, um, and it has no tomato meter yet, so it might not be very good at all. Also, the young Karl Marx. The early years of Karl Marx, Frederick Engels, and Jenny Marx between Paris, Brussels, and London. This one also only has about 50%, so it looks like actually the wide releases this weekend are the ones to see. It's often the other way around. That's true. Any news? Ding, ding. The Hollywood no. Reporter has announced that Joss Whedon is exiting the Batgirl movie. He came onto the project as writer and director in March 2017 and is now leaving because he says he didn't have a story. Sources said that after a year of trying, Whedon couldn't crack the code of what a Batgirl movie should be. No word yet on who might replace him. That's disappointing. So I wonder if that means he's done with the DC movies entirely. Because he came on to uh, help finish directing Justice League after Zack Snyder had to leave that movie. And mm-hmm. it seemed like he was going to, with Justice League and Batgirl, it seemed like he was going to be heavily involved. But now, I guess not. Slash Film reports that Netflix is adding another animated series to its lineup with Tuca and Birdie, a new show from the team behind BoJack Horseman. The streaming service has cast Tiffany Haddish to voice the lead character. The animated series is a comedy about the friendship between two 30-year-old bird women who live in the same apartment building. Tuca, a cocky, carefree toucan, and Birdie, an anxious, daydreaming songbird. So I'm not a big fan of BoJack Horseman. I watched one episode and it didn't grab me, but I know it's really popular, so I thought a lot of people might be interested in this. Tiffany Haddish seems, like, really funny. I really only know her from the Saturday Night Live. I haven't seen her in anything, but she was hilarious on that, so. I haven't seen any episodes of BoJack Horseman, but it seems like... You probably have to give it more than one episode. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I'm sure it could be It could be great, but uh, it just, I wasn't, like, immediately taken with it. Chris Tucker has confirmed that he and Jackie Chan will return in a fourth rush hour. Really? That's about it. Uh, we don't need that. No, I don't think we needed three rush hours. I think I saw the first one. It was okay. But I guess, uh, I guess they made a lot of money. Oh, but I doubt I that so. Brett Ratner is going to be involved because he was the director oh, of all those movies. No. So. so it might have a totally different feel to it. <laughs> yep. No, I'm, I'm sure it'll still be the same, whatever. Variety reports Anne Hathaway is in negotiations to star in Mudbound director D. Reese's The Last Thing He Wanted, based on the Joan Didion political thriller. The film, which is in pre-production, centers on hard-scrabble journalist Elena McMahon, who finds herself on dangerous ground as the Iran-Contra affair's arms for drugs plot reaches its tipping point. That sounds interesting. I still have yet to see Mudbound, but it's gotten critical acclaim, so I want to see that and probably this. Variety reports Following the critical acclaim of Paddington 2, Disney in talks with director Paul King to helm its live-action Pinocchio. King is in high demand after Paddington 2 broke the record to become Rotten Tomatoes' most critically acclaimed film of all time. Yeah, last week we were just talking about how he's going to make a new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka movie, um, and now 
just like a week later there's word that he's gonna do a live action Pinocchio or they they want him to do it so yeah Paddington too really scored him a lot of points I'm sure a live action Pinocchio won't be creepy (laughs) I didn't even think about that you're right According to Variety, Chris McKay, who recently directed the Lego Batman movie for Warner Brothers, is in negotiations to direct Dungeons & Dragons for Paramount Pictures. Michael Gillio will be penning the script. Hasbro's Brian Goldner and Stephen Davis are producing. The film has been in development for some time, but a lawsuit between Sweet Pea Entertainment and Hasbro about ownership of sequel rights delayed progress. Now that's all cleared up, so Dungeons and Dragons movie is in the works. Can't be better than the 2000 version. I, I did not see that. You didn't. Had Thor Birch in it. Oh, interesting. J.J. Abrams has confirmed that the Star Wars Episode Nine script is complete and filming will begin this summer. Yeah, that sounds good. That script uh, went through a lot, so <laughs> I know he scrapped it and started from scratch so it's great that it's done and ready to film yeah there were rumors that Colin Trevorrow couldn't figure out what to do after Carrie Fisher died oh she was I mean there was talk that she this was going to be her movie yeah I I heard that too I don't know how true that was oh it's so sad it is it should have been her movie she had she had great. quite a lot to do in episode eight. A lot more I don't know. than she did in episode For a lot of seven. it, she was in a coma. But she got to fly. She got yeah. to use the force for the first time, really. And so many people are saying, I keep hearing, oh, they should have just had her die in that part so that, you know, they wouldn't have to deal with the problem of the actress being dead now. And I'm like, but then she wouldn't have gotten to do that awesome force move. Exactly. I know a lot of people hate that force mood. A lot of people are, are complain about it, which I think is ridiculous. I mean, that is com- it's completely believable. Yeah, and it was awesome. And sh- right. you knew that she had the potential. This was the one chance we got to see her actually use it. It was great. Right. All Barring right. some sort of... But we shouldn't, we shouldn't go too far down this road because we could talk about this for right. two hours. Well, I heard that they might be making a new Star Wars... Uh, animated show called Resistance based on some uh, trademark uh, registering okay so who knows maybe maybe we'll get to see because the speculation is if if they do do another series it might be set during the sequel time frame because Clone Wars takes place in the prequels Rebels takes place right before the original trilogy so if this new series, which may or may not exist, occurs, it could be. W- there sequel. wasn't much time between seven and eight, though, right? Wasn't it? Didn't no, it no. Well, up? I'm talking about. It would probably be like prior to episode seven. Oh, like okay. What happened in between? Uh, gotcha. Or I mean, if it's called Resistance, then it might be right. about the but. I mean, they were around at least for a little while. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. That's all. Get to see her being the general. Right. And again, that's That's, all very speculative. Lucasfilm has not announced anything. Right. Okay, cool. 
Netflix has signed a four-picture deal with the Duplass brothers. The first feature is an untitled film starring Ray Romano, described as a bittersweet bromance about friendship, mortality, and made-up sports. So, yeah. And Netflix is just signing people left and right. Now they got the Mumblecore audience, too. (laughs) Yes. Moving on. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney is planning another Muppets reboot for its forthcoming streaming service. I assume this means, like, a series and not uh, made for... No, it's another series. Hopefully it's better than that one that was on ABC a couple years ago. Nobody liked that. Yeah. It also seems like that was the thing that ended Steve Whitmire's career. Like, one of the things they... One of the complaints Disney had was, I guess he made some, uh, he had some comments or on the script. He was like, oh, Kermit wouldn't do that. And I guess that's one of the things that he says, they said they fired him for. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. I mean, that that show was not good. It didn't know what it was doing. It was like kind of too mature. And then, I, I don't know, it was not good. Right, and they try. They definitely seem to try and course correct, and make it a little lighter and a little more like the Muppets should be, but mm-hmm. obviously it didn't work. I mean, the movie that Jason Siegel made that started the whole reboot of the Muppets was just so perfect. It was just it was funny to kids. It was funny to adults. But they did not. They did not keep that going with that series. This reminds me, though, that Frank Oz has a, I think it's his first documentary, which is called Muppet Guys Talking, and it's about uh, some of the original Muppet performers. It's definitely something I'm going to want to see. It's set to premiere March 16th, and it's going to be available via purchase or download. Oh. One more quick bit of news I forgot to put in the rundown, sorry. Um, but it looks like the man who killed Don Quixote is finally finished filming. This is a movie that Terry Gilliam has been trying to make over the last 20 years. It's gone through three major tries. The first one with Johnny Depp, the second one with John Hurt, and this final one with Adam Driver and Jonathan Price. Looks like it's actually done. It's, um... It was just an amazing mess that went over budget and had all these problems left and right that it even had a documentary made about what a mess the filming was that was called Lost in La Mancha. I saw that, I don't know, in the early 2000s sometime. Um, So I thought at that point that that movie was never going to be made, but it looks like it might actually be done. There might be in post-production now. They released a still. So (laughs) it's just funny. Well, we'll see when it comes out. Yeah. And now let's take a sponsor break. Do you like eating Tide Pods? No. Well, buy Gain Flings then. They'll poison you just as well as Tide Pods for less money. Is anything coming to streaming services this week? Yeah. I almost wanted to put um, this movie into the releases because it is the Duncan Jones movie that we talked about um, a few weeks ago. It's called Mute. Uh, It's coming to Netflix. Uh, Its description is a bartender... 
goes up against his city's gangsters in an effort to find out what happened to his missing partner. Um, it stars Alexander Skarsgård, Paul Rudd, and Justin Thoreau. Um, Duncan Jones, you know, made Moon and Source Code. So, and this World looks of Warcraft. Good. Yeah, we should definitely see this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish there was a tomato meter, but I don't think any critics get this early. We'll have to just see it tomorrow. Also, Seven Seconds, Season 1. Tensions run high between African-American citizens and Caucasian cops in Jersey City when a teenage African-American boy is critically injured by a cop. And Ugly Delicious Season 1. Chef David Chang travels around the world tasting food from different cultures. That's all Netflix original stuff. I have a friend named David Chang. C-H-E-N-G. Oh. Is he a chef? No. Oh. His name, this chef's name is C-H-A-N-G. Oh. So. It's not the same. Not the same. Oh, but he used to own a restaurant. Correct. Are you sure you have the spelling right? (laughs) Yes. Are you sure you have the spelling right? No. Also out on Netflix, Lincoln, The Bachelors. Amazon got Time Lapse and The Last Unicorn. Stars got Opportunity Knocks. And Hulu's got Detroit, which I really wanted to see, so. On DVD and Blu-ray, Daddy's Home 2. The Florida Project, same kind of different as me. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to include those in the midweek show. It's been a busy week. I definitely want to see one of those movies. <laughs> yep, me Daddy's too. Daddy's Home too. No, not that one. The Florida Project. Yeah. Actually, what was the same kind of different as me? I don't know, but I don't think it was reviewed well. Oh, I was going to say, say Greg I Kinnear. It... What? Oh, wow. What? Greg Kinnear. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm a big fan. Now I, I have to look it up. Soup. Yeah, that's Craig Kinnear, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So right. I want to see all those movies. <laughs> okay. So a few movies will be leaving HBO in March. Um, so you might want to watch these while you still can. About a Boy, Bean, Born on the Fourth of July, Aaron Brockovich, Jackass the Movie, Jackie, Kinsey, Lucas, Platoon, Rules Don't Apply, Suicide Squad, The Golden Compass, The Pink Panther, Wanted, and White Fang. We watched Jackie. We watched White Fang, too. So last week we ran a poll. Favorite romantic movie. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, When Harry Met Sally, Garden State, or The Princess Bride? The Princess Bride ran away with it with 56%. Coming in second, When Harry Met Sally... Then Garden State with 13, and Eternal Sunshine with 6. Yeah, I don't know why The Princess Bride won this. I mean, I love that movie, but it's kind of more funny than it is romantic. I think maybe our audience just likes funnier movies more than romantic movies. Or just likes that movie more than the other ones. Yeah. I mean, all the other three are way more romantic. Eternal Sunshine's back and forth. (laughs) It's romantic and unromantic at the same time. I don't know. I, I, did I pick? I don't, oh yeah, I picked Garden State because that was the first movie that we went to see together in the theater. Right, myself as well. Looks like you had another poll. I did, I also put up a poll, best Karate Kid movie. The and Karate Kid, Karate Kid 2, the next Karate Kid, or the Karate Kid remake? Yeah, it looks like the original 
took it with 83%. Karate Kid 2 had 9, 8%, sorry. The next Karate Kid got zero, nothing. And the Karate Kid from 2010 got 9%. Um, yeah, I think I told you that I thought this was a silly poll because it's so obviously the original Karate Kid and that's how it turned out. Yeah, I would agree Karate Kid is the best, but mm -hmm. I thought that Karate Kid 2 had a lot of fans. I know it's no. been called the Empire Strikes Back of the Karate Kid trilogy. Really? By and who? I'm sure I would have thought that the reboot would have some younger fans who that's their only Karate Kid and they love that. And there's a lot of Hilary Swank fans. <laughs> so, I mean, I, but yes, this is obviously the correct choice. Yeah. I just rewatched it. It still stands up. Mm-hmm. So what's this week's poll? So since Natalie Portman has a new movie coming out, we're going to do favorite Natalie Portman movie. Black Swan, Garden State, The Phantom Menace, or The Professional. And this one was kind of a hard one just to choose movies to put into it because she's been in a lot of pretty good movies. Yeah, so if you really liked V for Vendetta or Beautiful Girls or something else, then just tweet it at us. Correct. Which would you choose here? Um, Garden State, because it was the first movie we saw together. Yeah, that's always going to have to be the answer. <laughs> okay. Or The Phantom Menace, because... We, we did see that together in the theater. We saw the 3D version, that's correct. So let us know what you think. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. So don't forget to tweet us if you like a different Natalie Portman movie. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next time. Daily Show on. Daily Show off. Thank you.